welcome to 321 iRelaunch, the podcast where we discuss return to work strategies, advice, and success stories. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, CEO and co founder of iRelaunch, and your host. Today, we bring you a special edition of our podcast that we are very excited about. Last night, LinkedIn announced a significant new feature that is particularly relevant to relaunchers. Today, we are speaking with Beth Ayeno, the engineering lead for the LinkedIn profile page about this announcement, which he will reveal shortly. We have always talked about LinkedIn as a gift to relaunchers because the platform gives us a low-key way to identify and get in touch with all of those long-lost people from the past. Then, in late March 2021, LinkedIn announced that stay-at-home parent leave designations had been added as an official category for LinkedIn profile building. Because of LinkedIn's outsized role as the arbiter of career paths and profile building, in our minds, it was a validation of the career break as a legitimate part of the career path, something we have dedicated years to normalizing. Well, as it turns out, the March announcement was merely a hint about something much bigger that LinkedIn had in store for us. Now we're going to get all the details from Beth. Beth, welcome to 321 iRelaunch. Thanks for having me, Carol, and uh, very excited to be here. Well, we're so excited to have you. And I'm thinking before we get to the announcement itself, can you please start by telling us briefly how you ended up as the engineering lead for the LinkedIn profile page? Because that's a huge job impacting the way over 800 million members showcase their career paths to the world. Yeah, uh, happy to talk a little bit about that. So I have been at LinkedIn for almost nine years, uh, and most most of them have been on the profile team. I was always attracted to this product because it sits at the very at the epicenter of the economic graph and is very foundational uh, to our professional social network. I actually went to school at a time I'm totally dating myself here when people were, you know, people had their own websites on GeoCities. I don't know if you remember those days, and you know they had them on school mm-hmm. servers and. Uh, yep. You know that that was how they 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 talked about their 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 journey, their professional identity, uh, and then that kind of gave way to personal blogs. Uh, today, for most professionals, the LinkedIn profile is uh, what like their professional identity of record is. Uh, and I take a lot of pride in the fact that my job is helping these members tell their professional stories, uh, much the same way they used to be they used to do it using their personal websites uh, and their blogs back in the day. So. In a manner of speaking, our team effectively operates as uh, operates the personal websites of hundreds of millions of professionals, and I get a lot of satisfaction uh, from seeing the storytelling have a massive impact on people's careers and their professional goals. So, uh, my 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 time at LinkedIn has been mostly on profile, and it's been a very satisfying journey. Wow. Well, that's amazing. And it, it's such a huge impact role. So uh, I, I hear exactly what you're saying about how um, the current version of LinkedIn is what e- people used to do on personal websites. So I never really thought about it that way. Uh, you know, Beth, as I mentioned in the intro, um, in late March of 2021, LinkedIn announced that stay-at-home parent leave designations would be official options for LinkedIn profile building. And I want to know if you can tell us, how did the conversation get started at LinkedIn to make this change? And and what were some of the key steps along the way that made it happen? Yeah, so 
If you recall, that was what right around the one year anniversary. I don't know what to call it of uh, the pandemic, right? Like the pandemic. That's right. Kind of, you know, it, it broke out in in March 2020, I think, around that time. I mean, a little earlier in some parts of the world, but at least like in this part of the world, that's when we really started feeling it. And when it hit, many people, uh, you know, felt it hard, especially women, uh, because you know, some people, some some women had to make difficult choices. Uh, you know, between like having to continue working or stay at home uh, and and tend after the family, so it 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 exposed an urgent need for the change uh, for a change in how we approach flexible work. Um, and while taking a break wasn't really a new phenomenon, in fact, seventy percent of Americans have at some point taken a career break. We heard from our members, particularly from women and mothers uh, who temporarily stopped working, that they wanted more ways to represent a caregiving status on their profiles um mm -hmm. and uh you and others really also played a big role in that if, if i may say right uh, you know one of the things that in fact one of the one of the key moments i feel like that that helped um you know elevate this conversation uh is is, is a blog post that I, I if i recall was uh written in response to i think one of your articles right if i, if I remember correctly so um to better reflect the realities of our members' career journey, especially the uniquely challenging jobs of full-time parents and caregivers, we introduced several new job titles, including stay-at-home mom, stay-at-home dad, and stay-at-home parent. Because up, up to until then, people had to just like sort of like just type it out themselves. It was not really like in any of the drop-down options, etc. Um, and we know at the time that there's still a lot of work that needed to be done. But we felt that this was like a right first step to help those who are fearful of showing any gaps on their, you know, on their journeys and on their resumes. Uh, it was, I think, time to start, like to 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 take these big steps in normalizing career breaks, uh, because the new professionals obviously want for flexibility and they want the option to have career breaks without these things impacting uh, their career progression. So. Um, in some ways, like the, the pandemic has been helpful in this, this, this stigmatizing uh, career gaps for so many you know, hiring managers on the other side of the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just, just given how common this, this, uh, you know, this has been and how devastating it's been uh, on so many workers. So I think it was just a combination of factors, but I would be lying if I, if I didn't say COVID has been an accelerant. Right, exactly. And I think the article you're referencing, I wrote an article for Harvard Business Review when this came out about how it was a, a significant step Correct. forward in normalizing career breaks. Um, so, you know, I, it, it had a big impact on me uh, just in terms of uh, thinking about where we had been so far and where we were going uh, in terms you know, in terms of employers um, and individuals looking at their career profiles and how they uh, viewed a career break as part of that. So very, very significant. Uh, and I remember a while ago, I had asked you if there were any plans to broaden the personal leave designations to include other categories. And because uh, the, the original uh, change that you made in March was really focused on uh, 
on parent on parenting and child caring. So you had said at the time that your team was working on it. And I want to know if you can now tell us this major announcement that just got announced last night of what you were working on. Right. So a couple of things. First of all, what's really interesting is since we started, uh, since we introduced this no job titles, we actually saw um, an increase in, in conversations on the platform uh, around like people's career breaks. And it just, I think, made people more comfortable having a conversation about it. Uh, and mm-hmm. obviously, we're always looking for more ways to help people uh, to you know, represent their personal, uh, their career journeys. So we were super excited to see that reaction to to the initial set of changes that we introduced now like with this new set of changes what we're doing is the feature we introduced initially was just like a few drop down options on what was already the experience to add a new position but with this new change we're actually uh doing it in a much more cleaner way and allowing members to add a career break on the profile uh, which is essentially elevating these things to the same uh, level as a, a position. So they're no longer being treated as like like a career break is no longer a second class citizen that needs to just you know piggyback on top of what a, like a position is in terms of like mm-hmm. saying this is the type of position. Uh, no, it's a separate thing of its own. So now we allow people to go in and say add a career break to your profile, uh, specify like you know from what day to what day. And obviously, we strongly recommend that you know you add some details to explain what you did, maybe even like what skills you picked up during that time, and you know like to show you how you've made yourself even uh, like you know more qualified in some ways. Um, but in general, like we're also now supporting more type of breaks, uh, you know, in that including people going through career transitions, obviously caregiving, full time parenting, uh, layoffs, position getting eliminated health and well-being, you know, personal goals, pursuits, relocation, retirement, travel, like bereavement. So there's like a much, much bigger list of things that we are including in this feature since it's it's a more uh, comprehensive overhaul of that, that initial set of changes that we made as, as more of a stopgap solution. You know, Bev, I have to tell you that... Um, hearing this announcement, it's really, it's really emotional for me because, you know, we at our relaunch have been working on normalizing career breaks for nearly 20 years, actually, even before I relaunch was officially a company. And there's been gradual progress along the way that was marked occasionally by a milestone moment that would represent a giant step forward. And this is one of those moments. So, Beth, let's though jump to talking about this from the employer's perspective, because by our count, nearly 40% of the Fortune 50 have their own career reentry programs for returning mid-career professionals, just like they have entry-level student internship programs. And they are specifically looking for people who have career breaks. You have to have a career break to be eligible to apply for and participate in these programs. Now, that in in itself was a milestone, a complete reframing of the career break, because it used to be a reason to reject uh, a person. And now you have to have one to be eligible. Uh, But we actually advise relaunchers to 
call out on their resumes and now on their LinkedIn profiles that in the most obvious way by using the words career break, because otherwise employers are not always sure that they're looking at someone who's eligible. So this development is so significant in regard to employers that are running their own return to work programs that specifically are targeting people who take career breaks. They're going to be able now to see who uh, has taken a career break. They will be able to do keyword searches um, using the, the career break uh, as, as a keyword in order to find candidates for their programs. So I want to know um, when you and your team were building the career breaks category, did you recognize how significant it would be for both those returning from a career break and for the employers that specifically want to hire from this pool? Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, at the end of the day, like hiring is a marketplace. Uh, there's the hire and there's, uh, you know, the, high, the, the person looking to be hired. So you have to sort of look at both sides of the marketplace. And in terms of how we think about job seekers uh, representing their personal professional identity, this, this is no exception. You know, so how you represent a career break can have an impact on, you know, how you are evaluated by prospective employers. And we want to make sure we are doing it in a way that will allow these individuals, A, to really like, you know, feel comfortable about, you know, sharing these career breaks and do it in a way which will like answer questions that employers may have about them. For, for, like just, just to be clear though, from the manager side, hiring managers, more than half, like I think it's 51% uh, you know, of hiring managers say that career breaks are becoming more and more common. Uh, and you know, there's still, I think, room for improvement in terms of how much we can continue to normalize them. And you know, we are also trying to do what we can here. And it's something we will collectively have to keep like pushing. But it's changing. Like I think with every step that we're taking here. I feel like more and more people are starting to understand that it's far more common than they may realize. And obviously, like I said, you know, COVID has accelerated that. So I think now we're getting to the point where we, we, we are seeing with paid job postings in the U.S., for instance, uh, the number like, of posts mentioning career breaks is up 63% from 2020. And that 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 mm -hmm. that year is significant because you know that was pre-COVID, so it feels like you know it's becoming more and more accepted and more common, uh, and up by nearly a hundred percent from 2018, which is even more impressive, right? So um, while these career break-friendly roles still only make up a small fraction of all open roles, like this growth suggests a potential positive shift taking hold that could catch up, catch on if more major employers adopt this approach. So. The one thing we're focusing on in, in rolling out this feature is we don't want it to be just like, hey, I had a career break, end of conversation. We want it to be mm -hmm. something where people can actually fill in the gaps to explain what happened. Like, it's not just about the type of a career break, but what did I do, you know, during that time to, to kind of, uh, you know, filling like some of like the, the, the questions, address some of the questions employers may have. And, and really, I think sometimes like not knowing a person's backstory can maybe hinder your ability to understand, uh, you know, what, what are they capable of, right? And it may mm -hmm. misguide your judgment. You may be leaving a lot on the table in terms of 
properly like marketing yourself and your your full potential. Um, and it's it's actually like this is a very like typical example of like unconscious bias that we we see in the hiring process. Uh, you know, up and down the funnel, and uh, we we just have to be better at educating hiring managers so that uh, we can overcome you know this this type of bias. Uh, and to move towards normalizing career breaks. And in fact, like at LinkedIn, for instance, this is something we're very, you know, very self-conscious about. And we, we spend a considerable amount of time training our managers on how to be aware of these types of, these different types of unconscious biases so they can be careful about how they may color their decisions and impact their leadership, uh, even when, when it comes to things like hiring, mm-hmm. especially on hiring. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, boy, there, there's there's so much about what you're talking about that I want to respond to. But um, let me just take um, a piece of it. And that is this, uh, co- the comment about how we're not just saying you're writing career break, but it's like, it's almost as if that's a cat, you know, it's a category in your experience section, just like maybe you work for a particular company, you put in career break, and then there's an opportunity to have bullet points underneath or, you, you know, descriptive language. And one, uh, it really gets to the heart of a, a discussion topic that we have with employers who offer return to work programs. And that is, how do you define the career break? Because I, I guess I, I want to include here some advice for relaunchers who are applying to return to work programs where you absolutely have to call out your career break and you could use this new feature in LinkedIn in order to do that. But employers will consider you eligible for their programs and on career break, even if you are substitute teaching or have a, a, an, a, a consulting business with an occasional client, or you know maybe you're working at Instacart on the side to pull in a side income, while but it's not really your main career focus. So any of that could actually go into the descriptive area under the career break category, in addition to things like relevant volunteer work or or, uh, recent coursework that you're taking. So I love that this feature gives people the opportunity to explain what they are doing in their during their career break and and a little bit of context about why they took it. Um, And I think the other piece is that, you know, certainly I agree with you that um, COVID accelerated the normalization of the career break. But as you're pointing out, um, the the career break, the the outlook on career breaks was already starting to shift even before COVID. Um, And we certainly saw uh, a sharp increase in the number of employers that were offering uh, it, their own uh, career reentry programs, uh, even before COVID, uh, but um, COVID definitely accelerated it. And also now we have more programs, and programs are getting bigger, uh, and they have been around longer. So there, there, all of that adds up to more people who have been on career breaks are now inside companies, and and that's going going to shift things as well. Um, you know, Beth, I wanted to, to mention, I don't know if you remember this, but you and I actually met when uh, that, that, uh, that announcement was made uh, about the stay-at-home parent designation. And 
as I, I know you are aware, I have taken a career break myself. I was home for 11 years with my kids. Um, I was a financial analyst before and after that career break, uh, but uh, but mine was a childcare career break. So when I heard this announcement, I thought I'm going to try it. I'm 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 going to try uh, putting this uh, stay-at-home parent designation um, on my LinkedIn profile. So I was trying to uh, to get it to work, and I was having trouble. So I started um, just co- reporting out on it in real time um, in my on my LinkedIn profile. And in the middle of that, you <laughs> responded and and told me that I had to characterize it as self-employed in order for it to work. And I, I frankly, I could not believe that you're the most senior person in charge of the LinkedIn profile. And somehow you saw this and you took the time to comment on it. So anyway, I want to thank you. Um, and I was so impressed. And I and I also, I just want to know if you have any tips for uh, like that, for those of us who might want to add the full career break feature to our profiles, because I'm certainly going to be trying that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, first of all, I was I'm I'm glad we were able to meet on such a you know uh, pleasant you know circumstances. Uh, and you know, for what it's worth, I try to you know listen to our members because I think one of the most important things as someone who builds products that are trying to solve for member needs is to try to close play stay close to the members. And I I, I mean I'm not going to be able to you know respond to every question that's asked about the profile on LinkedIn. Um, but that that moment was actually like something that was also very significant for me because it was a feature that I felt was like really making uh, the LinkedIn profile, uh, uh, you know, much more relatable. Like just something that I felt that we, we we really needed to do. So it was an important moment for me, and I was just like happy to see the interest. And so um, it was it was good to see people trying to ha- you know trying to use it. So I was I'm happy I was yeah. able to help. So. Uh, with that said, one of the reasons we met is because like that, that, that initial experience, like I mentioned, was sort of like, you know, uh, leveraging uh, the existing position experience that we had. And that is, I think, part of what made it a bit unintuitive. Like, and, you know, like some of you had this challenge around, like, how do we actually get those drop downs? Like, you know, what do we need to do? Like, oh, well, you have to select self-employed, which if you really think about it, yeah, I guess you can sort of like get to why that would like make sense, but it's not the most intuitive experience, right? So what we're doing here is we are making it way more intuitive because now since it just says add a career break, you immediately, bam, you're in an experience that just tells you, hey, pick what type of a career break it is. And you're just like adding the context, the date. So it makes it much more intuitive. And the thing I would kind of reemphasize here is please take the time to add any context related to your career break um, and any life skills learned during that time that can be transferred or leveraged when you return to work. Uh, for instance, if you had uh, kids of school and you tutor them, you know, and if you gain any organizational or any other soft skills or if you traveled, uh, did you learn any anything more about like cultural sensitivities or whatever, like, or if you have any prono, pro bono work experience, like put it on there. Like th- these are the type of things uh, that act, that that like employers are always looking for uh, that, mm-hmm. you know, those those like intangibles. So please make sure that you know you include all of that and try to you know tell like the most complete story you can tell about your career breaks 
Absolutely. Thank you. That's very helpful. Well, I'm I'm really looking forward to, to trying this myself. Um, I wanted to follow up um, by asking you, actually, this is the last question I have for you right now, um, about um, any other messages for relaunchers about the new career breaks category or any profile building tips in general that you would recommend to our listeners? Yeah, it's uh, it's actually one of the questions I get asked the most. First of all, since this is focused around return to work, I relaunch. I want to start by saying, be sure to add a career like your career break. Uh, include all the context. I know we've said it a few times already in this uh, podcast, but I just want to like say it one more time because uh, I cannot uh, overemphasize this too much. Um, make sure you add all the details. You know, wh- whatever you did during uh, that time, uh, you may not think it's it's useful, but it is useful, and just just include it in there. So if you're job seeking, look for ways to tie that experience to the roles you're interested in pursuing as a way to stand out to recruiters. Two, share your story in your own words, uh, and that is to say, craft a story that tells your entire career journey and explain. Uh, how these live experiences have shaped you, you know, and by that I mean everything, both career breaks, like you know, the jobs you've had. Bring try to bring it to life by sharing it. Like if you if you're comfortable, like you know, using our profile video feature, for instance, because to a lot of people, like that is actually a very, very personal way of telling a story and something that allows you to connect with with people like in a very intimate way. So I, I recommend that uh, you consider using that if that's your thing. I know not everybody likes video, but the reality is actually video is becoming an even more and more common way of, uh, uh, you know, telling your story and sort of like um, pitching your your skills to others. And it may actually show a part of you that you would not be able to uh, fully capture in writing. Uh, and, you know, so consider like mixing it up and trying different ways of telling the story. Um, and then um, the other thing is like be explicit about your goals. As as a job seeker, you can LinkedIn has made it a lot easier now to signal to uh, to your community, to hirers, uh, to your profile by using the open to work feature. The open to work feature gives you this green banner around your photo that is distributed across the entire site. Because whenever people see something you posted, whenever people will find you in search. Whenever people say you're messaging, you'll still have that 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 you know the blue banner, uh, the green banner saying I'm open to work. And by also like updating your headline to say explicitly what you're looking for, like looking for work doing this or looking for a role in this, you can also make sure that everybody has line of sight into your uh, job seeking intent and exactly what type of roles you're looking for. And the the key thing to remember is like what makes LinkedIn unique. Is not the fact that there is like a bunch of people trying to hire others on our platform because you can you can you can find that on and you know in, in a few other uh, places as well. What what actually makes us unique is you have this large community that you can deploy, you know, in in, in the service of helping you find a job, and you have mm-hmm. that network, right? So you want to make sure these people are aware of what you're trying to do. So they, they can like a like you know let you know if they know of an opportunity that may be a good fit or even like you know 
kind of reach out to you to see like, you know, hey, is there any other way like we can help you find like, you know, your, your dream job. So it's important that you tell your story and, and do it, you know, do it right. Uh, and then uh, lastly, doing interviews, like one other thing, this kind of goes above and beyond, like just building a LinkedIn profile is like just based on what we've seen, what we've heard from the, like from hiring managers, do not shy about, be shy about talking about your career breaks with, 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 with recruit, or sorry, with uh, interviewers and hiring managers uh, during the interview mm -hmm. process. Uh, and again, consistent what I've been saying again and again, you know, highlight what you've learned from these experiences or any new skills you've gained from your time away to show how these can be transferred and leveraged in this new role. So like go all in is uh, my, my recommendation. That's fantastic advice. It's very consistent with how we guide relaunchers in terms of don't apologize for your career break, be very matter of fact about it, and then move on to why you're the best person for the job. And that could involve uh, experiences that you had during your career break, as well as your pre-career break work experience. Beth, you know, I'm going to... Uh, I hope this is okay, but I'm going to tell people to take a look at your LinkedIn profile. Uh, it, so your name, B-E-F-A-Y-E-N-E-W. If you look up Beth's LinkedIn profile, um, I think it, you, you demonstrate so many features of it. You have the video piece, you have an audio piece that gives people guidance on pronouncing your name. Um, and I think it's a good model for people to, to see um, how to use some, some of the features that not everyone chooses to, to use, at least so far. Um, on their profile. I'm trying to tell my story in every way available to me, Carol. So I take full advantage of, uh, you know, the, 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 the full uh, set of uh, features available. Uh, and of course, as, as someone who works on the profile, that also makes sure I can test them and make, you know, you know, always make sure that they're working for the rest of you. Right. Well, you're certainly doing that. And actually, I'm also going to tell our audience, if you follow Beth, you will also get notified when he publishes one of the articles in his newsletter, which I've been following for a while and and uh, have I've really admired and enjoyed reading them. So, Beth, thank you so much. Thank you thank for you. everything that you have done um, to create this this new category that is so impactful for relaunchers and for the employers that that want to hire them um, and for being such a great example for all of us in terms of um, how to think broadly about a career path uh, and also uh, giving us an example of, of how to use your LinkedIn profile to the fullest. So thank you so much for spending time with us. Oh, no, thank you for having me and, and, and thank you, Carol, for being uh, such a, a valuable advocate for what I think is like such a, a super, super important cause and for your, you know, the strong conviction you bring to this and, you know, for inspiring us to try to do even more. Well, thank you so much. And thanks for listening to this special edition of 321 I Relaunch, the podcast where we discuss return to work strategies, advice and success stories. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, the CEO and co-founder of iRelaunch and your host. For more information on iRelaunch conferences and events, to sign up for our job board and access our return to work tools and resources, go to iRelaunch.com. And if you like this podcast, be sure to rate it on Apple Podcasts and your favorite podcast platform. 
and be sure to share this podcast with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, and other social media. Thanks for joining us.